0: Game. Many levels in this game. Level What's up everybody welcome to the show i see things a little differently i am this little chemical this is a special episode of wednesday night uh i guess for wednesday night um so essentially i want to do something based off the grand slam i think we've done it the last two years actually where we've just done episodes i think last year we did an entire september yeah, we did. After the whole uh, Brawl Out fiasco, we actually did do a whole month of uh, September just doing Wednesday talks about the Dynamite Only. Um, this one, just because I, I like the card on paper, and I thought it was a pretty good show overall. I didn't like the end, because um, I felt like there was an opportunity there to, to change some things up, even if it's for a short time, but look here. AEW is not really known for... I don't think they've ever done transitional, well no they have, uh, they, they, they did one transitional um, spot with their championship last year, but otherwise it's in their short tenure, and, and in their short history, they're just not known for treating their world title like the neighborhood bicycle, so I get it. Um, anyway, so just so you guys know, good, have a heads up, this, the next three Monday shows are already locked in and recorded. Um, already uploaded and everything. Hope you guys like it. This, this Monday will be the return of Henny Wrestling. Um, it's a bit of a shorter show. Mainly because we're supposed to meet up at 7.30. And he was still uh, taking public transportation home. And so I said, do you want to start the show? I said, we could just wait. And I wanted to wait, if I'm being honest with you. But uh, he said he wanted to start there. And then you had people talking. And it just wasn't... I I put it into the show pretty quick, Um, not because of anything he did, but just because of his surroundings. Uh, There's no no amount of editing I could do to make it sound better, (laughs) you know? So Henny Henny Wrestling returns this Monday, Um, and then we also have some What If episodes and some other stuff we got going on. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed my talk about Aquaman. Um, It's funny because... I recorded that episode and then the very next day, I think it was on Friday I recorded that episode. The very next day they dropped the trailer and I saw the trailer and it still didn't change my mind <laughs> on how I felt. So that's why I was like, okay, cool. Don't need to do a cold open for this. Um, and last but not least, next Wednesday, next Wednesday's episode will be based off of Mortal Kombat 1, my review of it, what I thought about it, what I liked, what I didn't like. Um, I keep saying I'm going to get to, cre- I, I will, I promise you guys I will, I know you guys want my opinion on that as well. I know some of you guys have went out and gotten some of the books or supported the Kickstarter dude thanks to that, but um, I will get to it, it's just, it's funny because I think the last two years, and I thought about this the other day as I was recording, I was like, I think the last two years, September has kind of been like our busiest month. You would think it's like March and April because of WrestleMania. Nah, it's been September. Like September has had a lot of things going on. Um, look here, I ain't complaining, folks. Um, just I just thought that was interesting. So, was anyway, let's, let's get to the show. Grand Slam Dynamite is their biggest dynamite of the year, and this year on paper, um, even Rampage looks good. You know, and so. This, this year, I think the show, I still think the show did well. I think it did well uh, as far as uh, advancing storylines and doing all that good stuff there. So let's get to it. The, the, the night opens with Claudio Nolly defending the R.O.H. Heavyweight Championship against Eddie Kingston, who was defending his New Japan Strong Championship in a champion versus champion match. This would end this feud and put an end to everything. And we would move on from this. I thought this was a good opener. I really enjoyed it. I uh, this was this was the time. It it couldn't be behind a paywall. It had to be here, or unless the paywall was. I know that um, Death Before Dishonor was coming up in December, but honestly, the Ring of Honor show, uh, the supercar of Honor, is I think their version of WrestleMania. well, excuse me, it's been treated as that way. I know Death Before Design used to be their WrestleMania, air quotes, as far as, like, where storylines end and new ones begin and stuff, stuff like that. But really, over the last five, six years, it's been more of Supercard of Honor has been the thing that's really gotten the attention from a lot of ROH fans, in my opinion, obviously. But, like, unless they were going to do this it, at Super, but even then, that's it's too far away. It's, like, seven months away. So they did it here. They did it in Eddie Kingston's hometown. They did it on the... the on the uh, the biggest dynamite air quotes I'm doing air quotes can't air quotes um, of the year and I thought this delivered and it delivered in a good way Eddie Kingston is now your new ROH World Heavyweight Champion as well as being the new Japan Strong Champion he is a double champion and it, and Claudio and uh, Eddie shook hands out there was a little bit of aggressiveness there but they shook hands afterwards and Claudio and Wheeler left the ring, and Eddie Kingston looked at the camera and said thank you to the fans, and he left, and look here, it was his time, it was his moment, and think about this, Eddie Kingston is now draped in gold, he is, I think, going on three months as the New Japan Strong Champion, and he is also now your Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion, he is now in uh, the talks, Ring of Honor Champions, and that's just, that's awesome, him... Going from not being able to win the big one in the AEW to now he's gotten victories over Jericho. He's gotten victories over Claudio now. And now he is a double champion. That is awesome. Up next was Sammy Guevara. Versus Chris Jericho in a match based on friendship. And hey, let's beat each other up and then get out of our systems. Um, I thought this was another good match. There was a noticeable botch uh, where Jericho went. To, he I don't think he jumped far enough. And, uh, Sammy couldn't really connect on the kick, so, uh, look here, if this was Jericho in the 90s, Jericho in the 2000s, this would've been a classic match, he was faster, he was more agile, the reality is this is one of the better matches we're gonna get from Jericho now. And I still thought it was pretty damn good. And so with that being said, at the end, uh, Sammy Guevara goes for a 450 splash, gets hit with the code breaker. Um, Which, it didn't look pretty, it looked like it hurt actually. Oh my goodness, baby Jesus off the cross. Um, Jericho gets the win. He goes to shake Sammy Guevara's hand. They shake hands, they hug. Sammy Guevara then kicks him in the nuts. And Jericho then hugs him and falls down. And essentially, the um, recreation of WrestleMania 19. For those of you who don't know, at WrestleMania 19, Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels had an instant classic at WrestleMania And at the end of it, Charles Michaels put his hands up. He's like, that was awesome. That was awesome. And Jericho hugs him. And all of a sudden, he kicks uh, Michaels in the nuts. And Michaels is, like, hugging him. And, like, it's like, no, no. He's, like, sliding down. And Jericho finally pushes him off. That's what Sammy did. Turning heel in the process. And then guess who comes out? Don Callis comes out. Leaves. It looks like Don Callis' group is getting stronger. Now it's the Kesha. Now... It's Sammy Guevara has joined it. At one point in time, uh, uh, Doc Callis is leaving with, um, Sammy Guevara after Renee Paquette asked what's going on. Doc Callis said he will reveal everything on Rampage. And so as he's leaving, Daniel Garcia gets in, uh, Sammy Guevara's face. Guevara's like, you want some? And Callis is like, no, no, no. Let's go. He's money. Let's go. And he leaves. I wonder if Garcia's gonna join him too. It wasn't D- Daddy Magic and, uh, Angel, they weren't there. It was just Garcia. That was there for a reason. So, In a interview, Christian said, I'm tired of you, Darby. I'm over you, Darby. So let's do this. Triple threat match for the TNT Championship on Collision, where it's going to be Luchasaurus, Christian Cage, and Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. And then Christian says, well, in a, in a, in a handicap, I mean, three-way match. It's fucking Christian's great. I'm telling you, I just, I'm telling you, man, Christian is, he's, he's great, man. He's just. He he's just underutilized sometimes, and that's, that's just that's just hilarious. But, anyways, that should be a fun match, and Collision looks amazing. You have a triple threat match for the TNT Championship: Luchasaurus and Christian versus Darby Allen. That's essentially a handicap match, which, uh, it, uh, look, the last thing I don't know. I wonder how that match is gonna go down. But anyways, uh, I have my thoughts on that, but I wanna watch it and see. I actually have my thoughts to thinking that. Maybe Luchasaurus may break away because he, like, hey, I don't think we've seen Luchasaurus ever hold the TNT title, and he is the current champion. <laughs> um, you have Jay White versus Andrade El Idolo. Whatever happened to uh, to Andrade El Idolo versus Malachi? Is that going to be a swerve Keith Lee situation? I guess so. Um, we also have the Texas Deathmatch. Brian Danielson versus Ricky Starks. You have the Tag Team Championships online. Colli- collision is looking stacked. I am looking forward to watching it. In um, an international championship match, you have John Moxley defending versus Ray Phoenix, who um, Ray Phoenix was, air quotes, again, put out of action uh, before All In, thanks to the Blackpool Combat Club. So he's looking for revenge. Um, this was a good match, pretty good match as well. I think the cameras, the production people need to get used to wrestling. I don't think, and I said, I don't know who their producers are. And maybe they are used to wrestling, maybe, they just keep, maybe they just, they're just bad at their job. But they caught a few things where Moxley and Phoenix are clearly talking and communicating with each other. I feel like that happens on AEW way too much, like the production botches. Like what happened last week in Collision, where um, there's a, clearly a production assistant that's like in the middle doing this. They made fun of it later on, which I thought was hilarious. But this happens in AEW... Um, if I'm being 100% honest with you guys, it happens in AEW way too much. I don't complain about it because these things happen, but it just happens so much that it's like quite concerning, actually. You know, So I, I, I think they need to tighten that stuff up, personally. Um, this was another good match. Ray Phoenix is your new international champion. A very short... This is by far the shortest run in international championship. Short. Short. Less than two-year history. Um, but now the title is back into Death Triangle. Think how crazy this is. The Death Triangle started this with Pac winning the uh, inaugural reign, having the inaugural reign. And then he lost to Orange Cassidy. Ernst Cassidy and defended that title, however many times he defended it, to lose to John Moxley in the main event. Now Phoenix gets a measure of of of, uh, uh, of I must say repentance. Jesus Christ, I'm going too deep there. of uh, uh, retribution against John Moxley. Um, there was a noticeable botch though where. Phoenix hit his finishing move. Moxley's shoulders were down. The referee stopped counting. So Phoenix had to hit the move again and can get the pin. Um, This is Phoenix's first singles title in AEW as he has been a former tag team champion, now international champion, and a former trios champion. Moxley didn't believe. I thought he was going to win. I thought he was going to go on a pretty long run with it. But honestly, Moxley doesn't need it. Moxley doesn't actually need it. To me, I see Moxley like how I see The Undertaker. Like Moxley doesn't need a, a mid cartel with Moxley, makes no sense. Like, if you look, actually look at the Undertaker, the reason like why would he ever hold the Intercontinental Champion? It just made it, even when he challenged Ford, it never made sense. I remember one time he was challenging Ford in '96, and it was a casket match between him and Gold Dust. And I remember thinking to myself, like, he, like at the time, like if you actually look at Undertaker's career, Undertaker rarely lost clean, rarely lost clean. And so, if I that's a stat that I need to actually look up. How many times the Undertaker lost clean? I put money. It's under ten times. I that's that is a bet I'll take all day. And so, for me personally, I was like, I don't get, I don't get why. Well, mankind interfered and threw him in the casket. But like even with that, that all those things were kind of like giveaways. Like Moxley, I think it just adds to more of the mystique. Moxley's character, the fact that him and Orange put on uh, what some would say is a classic, some would say it was a good match, great match, whatever, in the main event of a pay-per-view that they needed to main event because of another CM Punk situation. But, um... Uh, I'm excited to see what Ray Phoenix does with this title. I don't think he's long for it. Though. I think I think uh, Takeshita could could take that title from him in Hayton, and he could be that. But it makes sense also. Like, to me, I thought it makes sense for Moxie because he wrestles with so many independent shows as well. But Phoenix is all over too, you know. But, I mean, I don't think Phoenix is going to keep that title for that long. But hopefully they don't do with this title now what they've done with the TNT Championship, and that's just put hot potato. Hopefully this is... A way to get the title two to catch it without having heal versus heel, you know. But uh congratulations on the Phoenix. Speaking of Moxley, so today I'm at work. And let me let me start by saying this. So I went to sleep last night at about ten o'clock, right? One of the earlier times I go to sleep. I wake up at 3 30. And I'm sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, and I'm like, I can't go back to sleep. I now mean, I gotta be at work at seven. So I'm like God damn it! So I know I'm up now. I'm screwed. So uh, the first couple hours at work were brutal. I couldn't stop yawning. I kept having to well, walk. I don't have to walk around for my job very often. So I'm sitting there just struggling to get up and find reasons to walk around and do stuff and blah blah blah. Just get some energy. Get some blood flowing. So when I came to lunch, I said I can't just sit down and eat. I brought my lunch and everything, I said, I can't do it. I got I to gotta do something, I got to move around. Lunch is about 30 minutes. So, there's a Target, six minutes from my job. So, you know, I'm just going to go to Target and see if they have anything. So, I go to Target, and I go in. As I'm walking towards the toy section, this is a Target I've never been to, by the way. So, as I'm walking um, towards the toy section, I make a, it's a left, the go-go, and, se- and the toys are on the right. I see it as soon as I get past one of the uh, lanes. I see Chase one of five thousand just at the one of the first ones there. I'm like, what the hell? how, is, how did no one see this? Like I, th- I'm, I'm like, because like it wasn't like it was like the times I found I found two other variants right or chases. I will call them Chase. The first one was Darby, the other one was CM Punk. The time I found those, like it's been like it's clear that like they just replenished the shelf the shelves. And so, it was like, oh, okay, cool, you know, these are out. But it was bare bones figures here, uh, wrestling figures. So I was sitting there like, mm, how did no one see this? Or they probably didn't know the significance of it. It was a Chase variant of John Moxley um, from Wave 12. And so now I'm super cautious about figures that I buy because so many people, because once again, the, the return policies, look here, these people in Target and Walmart don't, know if they do they don't give a bleep right so like when you're seeing figures of Austin Theory being changed out for uh, old school Triple H that Jack specific figure they don't know and they don't care they're just there to get their money back right and, and by the way for you guys who for you guys who do it your piece of shit um so and see it's the thing someone asked me the other day and I do and I am going to actually do another episode very soon I'm, it's going to be in the month of October where I'm gonna talk about the figures I've gotten in the last couple months, um, and I'll give you my guys my breakdown of them. But um, essentially, I'm, the kind of collector I am I've turned into has been if I'm not sure I want a figure, I don't buy. It. It's been like that. It's been that way for a long time. So I've seen like the Liv Morgan figures out there, and I don't have a Liv Morgan in my collection. But I'm also not a big fan. You know, like I don't. I'm not a fan of to get a Liv Morgan figure. You know, now I'm pretty, I, I will be 100% honest with you. If, if I know I'm going to meet Liv Morgan somewhere, I'm like, or, or Liv Morgan's going to be in, the, in my area, I'm like, fuck it, I'll buy one to get it autographed. You know, that's cool. Like, you know, I like, when, before I met Ra- Matt Riddle, I was, I was looking all over for a Matt Riddle action figure. Now I see him all over. Now so I, but, but now I have an eight by 10 sign of him. But anyways, the point of it is just like, you know, I really do. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's just one of those situations that's kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? So anyways. But no. I, it's a bad... I actually had to look at it. Uh, before I bought it, I had it in my hand. I walked around with it. Just, just before I, I looked it up, I said, is this an actual, a, a natural variant? Because, see, the CM Punk variant, I can't tell what makes it a variant. You know, I can't tell what makes it a Chase figure. Someone says it's like no jacket or something. And and, and I, I looked at it, and it's, it's, the, it's the Chase for sure. I just don't see what makes it a Chase. But the, the, the Darby has a clear difference. And this John Moxley... This particular wave, he has a shirt on that says Mox. The variant has the, his leather jacket. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. It's, it's probably it's my favorite chase that I've found of AEW so far. So I I, and the, I don't get jealous of people who find variants because there are people who actually, I keep calling them variants. I'm going to stay, stay, stay calling them variants. But like I, I think there, there are people who like will go specifically out to find variants. And then when I see how much they're charging online, it's like 50, 60. I don't think that's worth the trouble of going all over to your local targets. I really don't. Like, if I'm, if I'm looking for figures that um, make sense to me, um, that I want in my collection, sure, but to for that's for me, it's so rare. I know one dude found like six of them while he was on, doing a road trip. And that's just pure, it's just pure fucking luck at that point. But um no I just I said I gotta write this down talk about this this is badass but it's definitely my favorite chase so anyways the next matchup was Tony Storm versus Sareh I did like Tony Storm's new entrance um the starlet a uh, Hollywood star harsh starlet um look here th- look here the match wasn't long I don't think Sareh can do long matches anymore. I love that this got more time, and I also like that the fans were into it. The fans are really into the Tony Storm gimmick. She actually went underneath the ring and got a bunch of shoes, because you have to watch for the shoes, you know, and stuff like that. And the fans were into it. The fans were hot. They really want Tony Storm to win the title. I just didn't see it, because this was Soraya's first championship run. Do I think? Hey, look here. I can't knock AEW for putting the title on a part-time wrestler. WWE does it all the time. Their world heavyweight champion right now is fucking part-time. But um look, it's a moment for her. I don't think there's anyone safer to be in the ring with but Tony but Tony Storm right now, as far as women go. So she's protected. Um I don't know who she loses the title to. Um uh, I guess definitely see Tony Storm moving in another direction. Um But I thought it was a good match for what it was. Not an all-time classic. I probably won't even remember it a month from now. But um, whoever takes that AEW title needs to be someone fresh, it needs to be someone new, someone that, um, uh, someone that it can really benefit, and I'm assuming because she is technically one of the outcasts in air quotes again, I would assume have to be an AEW original, whoever takes the title from her, but I can see her losing it by full gear, for sure. In the main event, Samoa Joe, the Ring of Honor television champion, second longest ring television champion, faced off with MJF. For the world heavyweight championship, I really enjoyed this match. This was a hell of a main event. Um, if I'm being honest with you guys, I don't remember the first Grand Slams main event because I remember the night got started with Daniel uh, Brian Danielson, and Kenny Omega going to a draw. And last year was Brian Danielson and John Moxley in the, in the tournament, but this this one I think was my favorite. Joe looked like an absolute killer. And I loved every second of it. I wish they would have put a title on him. MJF choked him out by cheating. uh, Which he said he was going to do. He didn't say cheat, but he said he was going to choke him out. After Adam Cole returned. Adam Cole, I think, slipped and hurt his knee. Um, But um, this was still a hell of a main event. I just wish, like, for me personally, I guess Joe has been in the, 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 the main event scenes, air quotes again, in these two big companies at the wrong time. Because there's no reason why Samoa Joe should not have a world title run in WWE. And his run's not over in AEW, but I ah, thought this was the time to do it. I really did. I was looking forward to it. Matter of fact, when MJF hit a powerbomb, Samoa Joe's left shoulder clearly was not down. It was clearly nowhere near down. And I was like yelling at the ref, the ring, the, the TV, that the, 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 the shoulder's not down, the shoulder's not down. And then, and I, he pile drove some MJF on the concrete, or not the concrete, but on the floor, and he put MJF through some trauma, you know, and so I don't, at this point, I'm curious to know where this is going. Uh, it looks like there's going to be a number one contenders match happening on Rampage where it's, I think, the Hardys, the Best Friends, the Kingdom, and I don't remember who the fourth team was, no disrespect to them. I'm assuming the Kingdom's going to win, because I'm assuming Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. is main eventing wrestle game, because it's in Seattle. And so, I'm assuming that tag team match for R.H. World Tag Team Championships will be on the undercard. May even, may even open the show. But the story they're telling is with the neck. And so, Samoa Joe at the end shook MJF's hand and left the ring. So, it looks like that feud is over. Um, and honestly, I, and I, my thought on it this past Monday was Joe was put in this position because of the whole CM Punk thing. But according to Dave Meltzer and others... Who have who being the know? They said this was already put in, put in works months ago. So this was put in the works months ago. Then yeah, that's why I knew he wasn't gonna win. But I was hoping he would, but once once I saw that, I said, oh, he's not gonna win. But I really think they should have put the title on, even if it would have been to full gear. I just think they should have, man. So, but they're not known for making transitional champions at a world title. Uh, they they did one time last year, but even then, it's kind of hard for me to say it was a transitional champion because usually transitional champions. Or about a month and a half. John Moxley had the, the AEW World Title for two months until All Out, and that's when he lost it last year. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, that that was your night. You know, I think this was a fun night. I think it was a good night. I think the main event delivered, and so it was by probably my favorite match. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club lost their championship, so the Blackpool Combat Club are titleless, and I I, I want to know what, how this where this goes for these guys and what's their next steps to uh, to move on. So, um, and also, last note, September 28th, it's been announced. September 28th, the final DLC that features Hook and Danhausen for Fight Forever. Um, I have been playing Fight Forever. I did finally do the, the Road to the League. I have some thoughts about that. Um, hmm. We will find a time to put that th- th- those thoughts together. I'll let you guys know when that happens. So it'll be on Monday show it'll be in a few weeks but it'll happen so anyways this is your wednesday show it's uh i see things a little differently your second wednesday show of the day um and i hope you guys enjoy man have a great day and i am so chemical we are out